You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome in to another episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, also part of the Locked On NFL part of the Locked On Podcast Network is Peacock and Williamson. They are giving you everything you need to know in the wide world of the NFL. Brian Peacock, an NFL analyst, Matt Williamson, and a former NFL scout breaking it all down for you. It's a Peacock and Williamson podcast available wherever you find your favorite shows. Make sure you go check that out. For us, it's Julio Jones Day because... A lot of weird stuff went down on Monday, including Julio Jones basically revealing that he's been demanding a trade for like two months, I guess. And he reveals it on a phone call with Shannon Sharp. Real weird stuff. So Perhaps gonna... by accident. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. Felt a little planned to me. But uh, so we're going to talk about that all day. I'm your host. So. We're going to talk about that all day on today's episode of Locked on NFL. It's Tuesday, and that means we are your Tuesday hosts. I'm Luke Braun with Locked on Vikings at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. Here with Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. He does Locked on Saints. And we got a third today. It's at Falcfans, F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S, host of Locked on Falcons to give us the briefing on all of this stuff. It is Aaron Freeman. So, Aaron... Sounds like we're all kind of finding out about just how bad the situation with Julio Jones in Atlanta is, but it's been that way for a while. So just like broad strokes, how are you feeling right now? Uh, not great. Uh, you know, I, I felt <laughs> these last couple of weeks, really since the week before the draft, when it first really came out that, you know, a trade of Julio Jones was certainly on the table, uh, that it was unlikely to happen. It just felt like, okay, well, They'll shop him. They'll see who's willing to offer. If, if if no one's willing to pay a high price, then they'll keep him. And we'll see this Falcons offense, you know, try to be the the best possible offense that it can be in this 2021 season. And now, obviously, that kind of gets revised a little bit. And it does mm-hmm. seem like this breakup is moving more in the direction of inevitable uh, and that the Falcons will ultimately decide to trade Julio Jones. And, you know, you, you guys have caught me at a bad time because I'm still going through the stages of grief in that regard. <laughs> and, you know, I think I'm still in a little bit of denial um, at this point in time. So uh, we'll just sort of have to see how the rest of it goes. Well, I think to an extent, perhaps so is Julio Jones, who seems to have been potentially caught off guard by Shannon Sharp in the midst of all of this. <laughs> who knows what they do that? In. But but what a what a wild way for this to really come to a head because all of this feels like, as you mentioned, it's kind of been in in the works for a little bit in terms of the 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 requests from the team. But now all of a sudden, does this just feel like this timeline is now all of a sudden accelerated here as you after everything that took place on Monday? Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like to me that the Falcons were probably going to bide their time and wait for someone to come to them and blow them away with an offer. But now if Julio Jones doesn't want to be here in Atlanta, you know, the, the big question, they got a mandatory mini camp coming up in, in a couple of weeks. My guess is that he'll skip that. Uh, and then the real question becomes when we get to training camp later in July, is he going to hold out from training camp? Uh, in order to basically make it known that he doesn't want to be a Falcon anymore? Right. Or does he just sort of, you know, buck up and 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 basically say, look, I tried to force my exit, but 
it didn't work out for me and I'm going to stay here in Atlanta or, you know, and, and that puts pressure on the team. If, if they know that Julio Jones is not going to show up, uh, you know, that puts a little bit more pressure on them to try to get a deal done sooner rather than later. So it does put a little bit more of a ticking clock on this whole situation that I didn't think was there uh, prior to today's event. It kind of contextualizes too a lot of what the Falcons have done in, I mean, it's not even been a month since they passed on viable quarterbacks to take Kyle Pitts. And we kind of thought, oh, wow, they're really, really stocking up. But if it's been this open secret for a while, that might be a, hey, we're going to have to trade away Julio Jones. We need a mega dynamic, super athletic playmaker. That's Kyle Pitts. Um, And I think people have always kind of been, I guess, arguing over are the Falcons trying to kind of make one final push with this Matt Ryan uh, sort of build? Or are they trying to, you know, plan for the next chapter? What do they do? And it seems like this is a team that is trying to, to win right now but is having a problem with their star player, not a team that's trying to flip, you know, Julio Jones for picks or whatever. Yeah. I think with, with the Kyle Pitts selection, it, it always felt, you know, this entire process, I always kind of thought 2021 would be Julio's last year in Atlanta. And it sort of felt like Kyle Pitts was going to be that piece that would help fill the void, you know, in 2022 and beyond. But now it just kind of accelerates it where if Julio Jones is not there, you kind of need Kyle Pitts to be that guy that everybody envisioned him becoming in this league and, and being a top tier tight end. You know, I think Pro Football Focus even had him as their fourth overall tight end entering the season, uh, which is, you know, certainly yeah. high expectations for a rookie given that position is notorious for not necessarily guys hitting the ground running when they Mm -hmm. enter the NFL. So it's one of those things where it seemed like this was coming down the road, but in my eyes, it was something that we would have to deal with, you know, nine months from now, as opposed to nine days from now. Do you see at all a a path where I I'm thinking about like the jets and Jamal Adams or my Vikings and Stefan Diggs, where they kind of got out of this with a package they were happy with. Um, And then you look at like, DeAndre Hopkins, the Texans, and they just like did it. And there's been a lot of these players that kind of say, I want to trade. And then everybody goes, you can't really negotiate me out that much. We know that guy wants out. And that kind of deflates the price. Do you see a path where the Falcons can kind of get out of this feeling like they got their money's worth for Julio Jones? Or is this, does it just have to be pennies on the dollar? I think it's going to have to be pennies on a dollar. I just mm. think given Julio's age, you know, given his impact to this football team, his value is worth a first round pick to the Falcons on the football field. And it doesn't seem like there's any indication that they're going to get that. So I, I feel like the Falcons are going into it, getting pennies on the dollar, which is one of the reasons why, like to me at least, and I know the, the, the analytics nerds will kill me for saying this. I don't <laughs> feel like you have to get something for Julio Jones at this point in time, because you're, you're going to get pennies on the dollar. And at a certain point, it to me at least becomes a lot more valuable in terms of, rather than trade compensation that, you know, you get the best thing that is in the best interest for your salary cap. And the the downside of trading Julio Jones is, yeah, you get uh, salary cap space this year and that's going to help you sign your rookies. Sure. But if you trade him this summer, you're going to have to eat $15 million in dead money next year. I don't know if the compensation that you're going to get regardless is going to be worthy for what you're going to lose on the football field. So the way I see it is like, again, maybe it's my bias here, but I think it's more valuable to Falcons to keep Julio Jones and then cut him next year than it is to trade him for whatever they can get. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And look, I, I'm 
I'm not going to sit here and take any shots at you, man. I'm going to extend an olive branch because <laughs> I was I was in this position last summer with all the the Michael the Michael Thomas wide receiver trade talks and all these other things. And so, look, you're among friends who know yeah, what you're this among is like. Friends, man. Like we get it, yo, we get it. So you have you have all the support you need here on Locked Out of the Fell, man. And we appreciate you taking the time to come through and uh, would love to revisit this once either all of it comes to a conclusion or perhaps all of it blows over at some point throughout the offseason and we can expect to potentially see Julio Jones back in Atlanta in 2021. Either way, we'd love to have you back to talk about it. Yeah, definitely would be down for that. And hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, it, it works out for all parties. And for all of the Falcons coverage that you need, make sure that you continue to follow Aaron Freeman over at the Locked on Falcons podcast and at Falcfans on Twitter. Coming up next, Luke and I are going to take a look at this from the other teams around the NFL's perspective. Who would be interested in moving draft capital in order to bring Julio Jones in and who maybe would be the best fit? We'll take a look at that from our perspective as well as from the fantasy perspective with Kate Majuk coming up at the end of today's episode. But as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, let me let you know today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. And you know BetOnline, they do a really, really great job at reacting to all of the breaking news as it goes out. So they very quickly had odds up for Julio Jones. They are already gone, but that's how quickly these things move. So as the news continues to break, make sure you keep an eye out over at betonline.ag so you don't miss your chance to get in on any of that action. Do you like the idea of Julio Jones potentially heading to the Patriots? Patriots, to the Texans, to the Titans. Well, if those odds pop back up, you want to be able to take advantage of them. So make sure that you're frequenting and checking out every day over at betonline.ag. And remember that it's free to sign up as well. And any money that you put down to to get involved in any of those bets, make sure you use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to get a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. That's with your first deposit promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for that 50% welcome bonus at bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And uh, Luke, let me just ask you if Julio Jones was a built bar flavor, I'm not which built bar flavor would he be? Come on. You got to give me I'm one. Not- Chocolate Which peanut butter. I don't know. A cl- chocolate okay. peanut butter. A cl- that's a, a great classic one. that's always been there, right? That's chocolate yeah, peanut butter. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. Check out builtbar.com. Nine delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor as well. So make sure you're checking them out at builtbar.com. Uh, we talked about peanut butter brownie, but there's also coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, my favorite, and salted caramel as well. And even these bars that have 17 or 18 grams of, of protein only have four or five grams of sugar and net carbs while still being covered in 100% chocolate and still being absolutely delicious. So go and check them out, builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, Ross. So let's look at this from the other angle. We talked a lot about what this means for the Falcons, but what does this mean for everybody else? And the question we're all going to be asking now is, but what if it were me? What if it were our team? getting this lovely uh, Julio Jones, this wonderful dynamic receiver. And so there's a couple things you need to know. A, there's the draft capital. You know, do you have enough of the draft capital? Do you have a first or second round pick that you're willing to spend? And the other thing mm-hmm. is uh, the contract. So the way the contract right. will work, this likely happens after June 1st, mm-hmm. uh, which means 
that for the Falcons, the way it will work is that the Falcons will only take a $7.75 million dead cap hit in 2021, and then they take a $15.5 million dead cap hit next year. So most of the dead cap is deferred in the next year, makes it easier for the Falcons to save money. For the team getting him, all that doesn't matter. All you have to know is that you are getting a $15.3 million Julio Jones in 2021, and then he costs $13.5 next year and 11 and a half the year after that. So that is an unbelievable deal. you got to have the, <laughs> yeah. the money to make it work. And the other thing you could do is you could do void your shenanigans or signing mm-hmm. bonus shenanigans if you're a team like, say, Green Bay that yep. has you know, that's up against it a little bit. If you wanted to make something like that work, you could do all sorts of other things, you know, take a page out of Mickey Loomis's book and uh, get weird with the contract if you really wanted to make the cap work. But you have to want him badly enough to go through that extra step as opposed to a team that wouldn't have to go through that extra step and therefore wouldn't, you know, have to, uh, would, wouldn't have to want him as badly to be able to like pay the same amount. Right. Yeah. So the, uh, you know, what are the teams around that have the ability to, to make the moves and move the money around to be able to bring him in. I think that arguably you could say just about any team that is interested in him has the ability to be able to create the cap that's ne- that's necessary in order to bring him in. So I don't think that there are a lot of teams that are maybe in contention that are going to be pinched in terms of trying to find a way to make it work that are already realistic landing spots. Where I'm really excited is Cleveland. I think yeah. Cleveland would yeah. be an awesome destination because A, they don't have to make do weird stuff to make the money work. They got $17 million right now in effective cap space according to uh, Over the Cap. That's enough. You can just take the hit. You can just have Odell Beckham and Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry all next to each other. Give that to Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski, Nick Chubb running game, and, and let's just cook. Like that is going to yeah. be a really... And look, the Browns are kind of a hot, dark horse, like Super Bowl contender. So the idea of Julio Jones saying, well, I want to win. I can't imagine Julio Jones walking into that building and not feeling like he's surrounded by stud talent. Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. They certainly have the talent and they've started to build the defense and they've they've done all the right things. And we've seen them be active in this kind of a market before. Remember, they went out and they got Odell Beckham Jr. They signed Jarvis Landry. I mean, you know, they've done all of these moves before. It's where they see this, you know, big name on the market and they say, great, let's go get them like this is that would mm-hmm. not be out of character for the Cleveland Browns at all. Hell, you could even look at the recent signing of JVN Clowney when it comes mm-hmm. to them. So like they'll go out there and they'll make those big splash moves. One of the teams that I'm most interested in personally that I think could be an interesting fit and that should be very interested if they can make the money work is going to be the Tennessee Titans. I think that first of all, the yeah. Tennessee Titans need to make up for the loss of Arthur Smith by continuing to build up the personnel over on the offensive side. They There's have a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. And you have a, uh, yeah, right. They, they sent Arthur Smith there just for the sake of getting Julio Jones to Tennessee, right? Like yeah. you got Arthur Smith, give us Julio Jones. But no, but I think that like, I mean, you, you look at that team as a team that really needs to bolster its pass rushing more than anything else. But hey, if they can go out there and score, you know, 35, 30, 35, 40 points a game, that puts them in a pretty good position within their conference to compete with the Indianapolis Colts, who feel like they kind of have a little bit of a lead right now as having the fewest question marks, although they have a large question mark at the quarterback position nonetheless. But when it comes down to it, I I could see the Tennessee Titans getting involved and, you know, pursuing. They certainly have the draft capital to do it. They're kind of the opposite of the Indianapolis Colts in that way. They've got the draft capital to get it done. Can they make the salary cap work? And I think that you can, because you can find ways to create the space. You could find ways even to manipulate Julio Jones's contract upon yeah. receiving the rights to the player to make sure that his contract can work under the conditions that you have set forth with your current salary cap position. 
Yeah, and maybe to speak, though, to Aaron's pessimism about the whole thing. If you're mm-hmm. thinking about trading for Julio Jones, it is kind of a buyer's market for this kind of thing. A, because sure. now, you know, the, the cat's out of the bag. We know Julio Jones wants out, and so they can't right. leverage. They, they can't say, well, we'll just walk away. They don't get to walk away. They got to make a deal, right? Unless they right. think that they can, you know, patch this over like Green Bay is with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so there's that leverage. But there's also the leverage of there's a lot of teams that are just going to be out of it. You know, when you are trying to trade a superstar away like Jamal Adams, like with the Jets, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that is everybody's going to want Jamal Adams. Right. Right. So you can kind of say, well, 31 teams are in on this and you've got to be the best one. You can use that as leverage. But if you look at, you know, the Eagles aren't going to be in on this. The Vikings aren't going to be in on this. You know, the Buccaneers aren't going to. I mean, they're in the NFC South anyways. But yeah, none of those NFC South teams are going to be on it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So, but, you know, the Saints are not going to be in on this either. No. Um, So, like, there are teams that are going to have trouble making the money work. There are teams that are just going to kind of say, I don't know, we're just happy with our wide receiver group like the Eagles. Maybe the Dolphins would say that. Um, and, you know, we just drafted Jalen Waddle. We're good on this. Like, there are a lot of teams that just are not going to be as interested as maybe they yeah. would have been in March before Kenny Galladay went to the Giants. You know, that's going to be yeah, that much I mean, harder to make that deal with if you're trying to make the deal with the Giants. So yeah. th- there's leverages that just don't exist. And it's so awkward for this to be happening over the summer. You'd much rather ha- be having this conversation in March than designate right. the thing of June 1st, whatever, if you want to make the cap work. But it-, it would be a lot easier to have had this conversation in March or get him to play, trade him at the deadline, trade him after next year. Like Aaron said, this is kind of the worst time. And if they're priced into doing it right now, definitely a buyer's market, definitely something that you should want your team to be in on. Yeah. And it makes you wonder too, if Julio Jones, as we understand this, Julio Jones went to the Atlanta Falcons in March and requested a trade. And so they started listening to trade offers. It was kind of quietly known around the NFL that this was a potential. This was something that the team was listening to. And then Shannon Sharp gets on national television and calls Julio Jones without telling Julio Jones that he's on, you know, or or however this all played out, right? Is is it a stunt? Is it not? So we've I, been I can told. see it either way. I could see it either way, right? But either way, like you end up get accelerated to a point right now where it is, as you mentioned, the most inconvenient time. And it's not really an opportunity to say, let's hit the pause button on this and reevaluate after the 2021 season. It almost feels like something's got to happen. And so all of these teams that are looking and that are interested are just watching the price drop. And to be honest with you, as we talked about before off air, if you get more productive seasons out of Julio Jones than you give up draft picks, you're kind of in a pretty good place there. Ultimately, I don't think this goes to the highest bidder. It goes to the bidder that makes the Falcons feel like they aren't getting absolutely screwed. You know, we could sit here and we could talk about all the potential places that he could end up. But one of the questions that we want to know is where are the most valuable places for him to end up for fantasy team owners? And we're going to be helped by our good friend Kate Majuk here in just a moment as we take a look at the fantasy implications of a Julio Jones trade. We'll talk about that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. Lots of changes going on around the NFL with draft classes and potential trades taking place. Lots of changes also going Going on with the weather as we start to turn the calendar here into the summer. And that could mean new potential hazards with your vehicle, especially if your vehicle is sitting out in the sun all day. So I want to make you aware of our good friends over at rockauto.com. You having any battery issues? Rock Auto has got you covered. They're a family business. They've been helping auto parts customers online for 20 years. You just head over to the website. You look at their extensive catalog. You let them know what type of car you have, what year, what parts you're looking for. They're going to give you a ton of different options of those parts, pieces, and accessories, all at the fraction of the prices which you might get at 
one of the chain stores right around the corner because you pay the same price whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer over at rockauto.com. So go and check them out for all of your auto parts needs. And don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section right under the shipping information at checkout. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, moving on. We are here in the Tuesday Fantasy Forum, like we are every Tuesday. Today, we got Kate Majuk of Locked On Dynasty, FF Ball Blast fame. Uh, and this is it's Julio Jones Day. So, uh, Kate, you know the question. <laughs> Where do we want him to go? Oh, gosh. You know what? There are so many teams. Obviously, he said he wants to go to a contender. So we have to start, I think, by looking back at the playoff teams from, of course, the 2020 season. And the first stop I want to I want to suggest you prompt you to hop off uh, with Julio at the Indianapolis Colts. I think this would be a fantastic fit. I'm absolutely obsessed because you know what? I think if they're making the moves to go all in with Carson Wentz, I think this is the perfect way to do it. You know, it's the ultimate prove it. You get the, the ultimate weapons. You have the, the offensive line check defense, check running back check. What else is missing? It's, the wide receiver core they just don't yeah. have a mm-hmm. true alpha wide receiver one and you know they have uh second round pick michael Pittman, uh who did look pretty decent last season didn't uh obviously start quite as hot as maybe a justin jefferson but did pretty well but i think adding julio into that mix especially as ty hilton ages out of the nfl and possibly into a new offense uh for you know it, his pending retirement. I just love this fit so much. And I think it gives Carson Wentz so much upside to get him a guy like Julio. I like that fit a lot because I do think that the Indianapolis Colts have actually done a pretty good job at making sure that most of the pieces are around Carson Wentz, but adding a guy like Julio Jones would certainly be helpful in terms of his opportunity here, uh, Carson Wentz's opportunity here to revitalize his career in Indy. What about any other teams that come to mind for you that would be a great landing spot for fantasy owners for Julio Jones? How about one that won't ruin all my Jonathan Taylor shares? (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. I'll stay stay in the AFC South, and I'm going to roll with the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. Another good fit, another team that has just sort of been perennially in the playoff hunt since Ryan Tannehill got in the, since Ryan Tannehill got in the mixer, imagine him lined up outside right. with AJ Brown on the other. Right. Oh gosh, they have so That's... many targets that are still available in that offense. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think that uh, Tennessee, you know, it. Uh, I, I enjoyed our conversation today on the Lockdown Dynasty podcast, but. Uh, my co-host Marcus Mosier, he he was opting for the 49ers. And though I think that would be such a fun fit, it's just the draft capital. What do you do mm-hmm. about the draft capital? I don't know how you can make how do you make that happen? I'm not sure. I, I feel like there's another team that was kind of on the cusp that believes in his quarterback, that has a roster they think they can do something with. What about Vegas? That's an interesting one. Cause I feel like I my issue is that I don't believe they're as close to contending as uh, they want to believe. Mm. I have so many questions <laughs> about Las Vegas. And you know what? Like this would be a situation where I do feel like there there are plenty of questions. We saw, uh, you know, the possibility of Aaron Rodgers wanting to go to the Raiders. Clearly, these guys think that the Raiders are are close to contention. 
I have questions about what they did with their offensive line. I don't, I don't really understand the direction they're headed as an offense. And I feel like that has to be uh, a questionable spot. Another interesting spot staying in the AFC West. How about the chargers Mm -hmm. give Justin Mm -hmm. Herbert, another alpha wide receiver one Um, you, I mean, you would, essentially be setting him up. You have Keenan Allen, who's just been such a good uh, possession receiver. And then you get Julio Jones on the outside, who's just going to make explosive play after explosive play with Justin Herbert. I think Julio opens that offense in ways that, you know, I I think they wish Mike Williams would have done uh, as, uh, you know, with somebody as early draft capital as he has, but God, Julio Jones just opens up the whole situation and Justin Herbert Goodness gracious, he yeah. would be just absolutely unstoppable at that point. Yeah. I'm curious to know if it would be beneficial for Julio Jones or if it would actually hurt Julio Jones as a fantasy team owner. Uh, if What if he ended up in Baltimore? Ooh, oh. that's that's a very interesting one. I think it hurts him, right? right? Like, yeah. I, I think, and is Julio Jones a guy that I think would raise the ceiling for Lamar Jackson as a passer? hundred percent. I absolutely do. Mm -hmm. Um, the question is, are we going to see a significant target share for Julio? We already know they, they ranked last dead last in the league in pass attempts for the 2020 season. Every single year we have the same discussion about how we're going to amp up the passing game in Baltimore. It has yet to happen, but we've, I mean, it's been two seasons in a row, I think, where we're just waiting for them to to bump up the pass attempts. Julio in Baltimore, I think this raises the ceiling for Lamar Jackson, but for his fantasy upside, I do think it's limiting just in the, I mean, just total opportunity, uh, you know, what, what they're planning to do. They are still going to be a run first offense, even if they you know, give Lamar Jackson another 30 pass attempts, it's still going to be a probably bottom five pass attempt offense. He needs a volume. He needs some, he needs some passes to work with. Um, and I just don't see him getting that same kind of target share. Cause I mean, regardless, I don't think he's going to, he's not a, a let's say Deandre Hopkins, how he just sort of instantly fell into his 150 targets, even while he was assimilating to a new offense, um, I just think that that there's just not going to be enough love to go around. And Julio is a guy that I have on a lot of rosters and, and contending dynasty leagues. I want better for Julio. It's Kate Majuk, everybody, from Locked On Dynasty at FF Ball Blast on Twitter. Kate, we always appreciate you coming through. Thanks for spending some time with us on this Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, Joe. Well, if you haven't heard enough about Julio Jones just yet and you want to hear more about Julio Jones and everything else going on around the world of sports, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. Less than 20 minutes, everything you need to know in terms of your sports news and all the biggest stories around the world of sports for Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. I am Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson NOLA. We'll be back tomorrow. James and Tony keeping you updated with everything going on around the NFL as we continue on five days a week here on Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.